0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Book Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Eddy, and I am so excited that you are here. Today, I am pulling an episode from the vault, back from when Book Talk was just an Instagram live, Um, and I'm going to be sharing my interview with Ale Sowards um, for her book, A Waltz with Traders, which released earlier this year. But we're talking about your newest book, A Waltz with Traders. We're a couple weeks behind release, but that's okay because more people yeah. have read it. <laughs> okay, so uh, if anyone has questions, just drop them in the comment box. Um, if we don't get to your question today, you'll have to re type it after the live post because they made it so all comments delete after the live for some reason. So if you have a question that doesn't get answered, <laughs> I'll definitely try to go
1: through and answer those questions
0: yeah <laughs> okay all right so we'll just start with uh synopsis i guess if you want to just tell us a little bit about your book for anyone that might not okay yeah, yeah i'll it hold it too because yes. that's what you do what you're talking about book, right um, so this <laughs> book
1: tells the story of the czechoslovak <laughs> legion um, and they were a bunch of pow's who were stuck in russia towards the end of world war one At the beginning of the war they were part of the austro-hungarian empire so like most people living there if they were military age they were drafted um they were sent overseas to fight the russians i guess they didn't actually go over any seas because it's all europe but you know they they were fighting the russians they didn't really (laughs) have them against the russians and so um either because of how the battles went or there there were instances where um you know, these Czech or Slovak soldiers, they were in battles against the Russians and like, oh, they're flanking us. Let's just surrender, you know, rather than getting ourselves killed for this emperor <laughs> who we don't love. Um, and so they were stuck in Russia. Um, and more and more as the war progressed, there was um, more momentum for independence for these small peoples in Eastern Europe, especially to have their own countries and they saw an opportunity to ally themselves with france britain russia eventually the united states and hopefully if they were on their side and that side won then they would get a, a seat at the peace treaty and they would be able to get their own country and that was their goal um and to do that they wanted to fight with the allies in france but they couldn't get, like if you see a map of world war one you know world war one is just- over all of central europe and so they had to go through russia and sell kind of around the world to get to the battle lines um and so that was their goal but of course they ran into some hiccups and the characters in this story one of the hiccups is philip runs into um, a russian aristocrat who is desperate for help and so he offers to marry her as a way to help so you have the history of the czechoslovak legion and you also have a marriage of convenience that's and I don't know marriage of convenience. Maybe someone can comment, like what this, what that exact, what exactly specifically that qualifies, because they don't plan on it being a lasting marriage. They just plan on getting an annulment later. So I don't know if that's marriage of convenience or if it's slightly different, because marriage of convenience is supposed to stay. It's just convenient, not about love. But eventually, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know my tropes well, tropes well enough. So that's my bad. <laughs>
0: I don't even, like, it's a good book, who cares what they <laughs> <with? laughs> Hey, perfect. This is going to be backwards because the camera doesn't flip, but there are maps in the book that you can kind of see yeah. how they travel and yeah, um, I- where the
1: when i was doing this book so, i'm like oh this book needs a map so um brianna shawcraft has done a lot of maps for me in the past and i was really glad she could do this map too because i think probably of all my books this one you need to map the most for maybe the siege of vienna one that one it's useful to have the there's some diagrams of the fortresses so that one is <laughs> it's really useful too but this one might be the one you you need yeah. it the most for so
0: <laughs> this the Vanna um, before the fortress falls. I was like constantly like, okay, so where are they? i
1: yeah, yeah. went on the map. <laughs> and that's one thing. Um, I have those on my website. So if you're an audiobook person, Maddie, you're not an audiobook person, right? But but other people are. So if you're an audiobook person, um, you can go to my website and you can download the files to your your phone or something, and then you can be listening and looking at the map at the same time. So that's an option if you're like, oh, I want to read this, but I'm an audiobook person and I want the maps you can have both, so.
0: That's awesome. I feel like you miss a lot of those things when it's audio. My brain wanders when I listen to audio, so it's like. Yeah, I, I think audiobook <laughs> is kind of a
1: learned skill. Um, and I used to just do audiobooks on long, long road trips, and then I had a uh, back injury, and I was doing all this physical therapy, all these exercises, and I'm like, well, I could listen to a podcast but I'd rather listen to a book. And so I started listening to books then when I was just doing exercises and I kind of never stopped. And now I do it with laundry and cleaning the house and and all sorts of stuff. So I I think there's a little bit of a learning curve for your brain. Um, And I think different, um, I found that people in different stages of life tend to, navigate towards kindle or audiobook not 100 percent, but i think there's um there's definitely something there when i had young kids that were interrupting me all the time i really liked having books on a kindle because it's a smaller amount of text and so if i got interrupted i wasn't having to get a bookmark and and find my face you know sometimes (laughs) if i was reading a a real book and my kids interrupted me i by the time time I found my place they were up to me again next time I picked up my book so
0: anyway <laughs> that's kind of a tangent I apologize <laughs> no I agree I was totally against kindles I was like no but it's nice when you're like rocking a baby mill yeah. and yeah. I just have your little kindle and, and I usually have something different going on on the kindle than I'm actually
1: yeah doing. I usually have an audio book <laughs> and a kindle book and physical book or two so
0: yeah
1: <laughs> That's how I read lots
0: of things at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Okay. 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 We'll get back yeah, to our right here. Sorry, I'm guys. Now you know how we feel about all of the formats. <laughs> okay. So, in your, at the end of the book, everybody, there's an author's note, which if you don't read author's notes, you should, because they have so much more information, I feel like. But you say that you you talk a little bit about how you heard about the the legion. Yeah. So do you want to tell us about your discovery and how you decided you wanted to make?
1: Yeah, I was um, actually doing research for this book, um, The Spider and the Sparrow, and it came out, I think, in 2016, maybe? And, um, so it was a while ago, and when I was doing the research for it, it was probably like 2015, 2014. And my husband and I were watching this series of lectures on the Great War, um it's just because a lot of the things like in that book I have a pilot and I have a French soldier so I was reading books to give me a deep dive about that but I also wanted kind of an overview of World War I to show the whole picture and so we were doing that um just because sometimes you don't even know what you don't know until you you know get a big picture book and so <laughs> many yeah um but anyway the, the lecturer he was a college professor and he um he just mentioned in passing these POWs from Czech uh from Czechoslovakia. It, it before it was a country, but the Czechs and the Slovaks, they were POWs and they took over the Trans Siberian Railroad at the end of World War One. And I was like, What? That's a really long railroad. It stretches, you know, across a continent. Um, how did they do that? And almost right after that my thought was, I would love to write that book. It would be a cool story. So um, I had other theories to finish up and, and things before I, I got around to it. But yeah, it was something I wanted to write for for many years. And so I was excited to finally get it written. And then it was too long. And so um, I and, and this is a problem I have with my stories. I just they're just too big sometimes to fit in a nice publishing box and so for many books before that one i got into a point where i have the story down and i have to chop it a little bit and i just i just didn't want to chop it with this book mm-hmm. so i um i talked to my publisher and they're like yeah you can look at some other options because at that time they didn't think a book of this size was really gonna gonna work for them so i tried some other options nothing worked um a few years later, things had changed enough that I sent it to them again, and they accepted it. They didn't make me chop it. So, so I just had to hold on <laughs> to it for a few really? years, but now it's out, and yeah.
0: Well, I don't know what you would chop from it. like, uh, well, I feel like well, you that's, that's
1: the it. goal when you write a book really? is that everything is needed. Oh. You don't want to have anything extra. And so that's one of the reasons it was so hard to, right. to chop books because – i feel like i'm taking out good stuff and i think the first time i did that it, it honestly hurt my book because i took out a lot of like the characters and her thoughts so you didn't know the characters as well but i i couldn't get rid of any of the plot because i felt like it was all important so i don't know i guess all I, well, like it rounds out like the war mm-hmm.
0: and the sides and like, so much that you kind of get a glimpse of everything yeah. instead of, like, this little uh, Yeah. Track. <laughs> so <laughs> so it,
1: it's tricky w- to write a book and get it to a point where you feel like the plot's complete and the characters are complete and then be like, oh, cut 5% of it because it's too long. So at least for me, that's really hard. So I'm glad I didn't have to with this one. So
0: I'm glad you didn't have to as well. Okay, I saw... Alright, we Kids and Books asked, how much did you already know about the Russian oh, Probably,
1: um... Average, maybe more than average, because I like history a lot. Um, so I did do a lot more research about that, but um, I had kind of a basic grasp of it, I guess, um, just from studying history, reading books. And I did political science in college. And so that was my major. And we did a lot of uh, 20th century politics and history. And so, you know. Of course we talked about the rise of communism and how that started and the philosophy and stuff um I, w- I was still looking up details about like what they did with prisoners even though there's a point in the book where um Philip's friend asks him well do you want to hear about how the Bolsheviks torture their prisoners and Philip's like no I don't want to hear that so it didn't actually make it into the book but no. it's in my research notes so there you go <laughs> yeah
0: maybe later. <laughs> yeah. so it's nice to be able to reuse research notes later. So we'll see. Very good. So, so do you hold on to your research notes? Like, um, pretty much they're ever? digital.
1: So what I do is I put everything in a Word document. Um, and so that means I'm taking a lot of notes by hand, especially with this one, because a lot of the a lot of the sources i was using i was getting them from interlibrary loan because there were just a few copies of them in old libraries usually university libraries so yeah i use a lot of interlibrary loan for this book um, because a lot of the the books were out of print and so i couldn't get a copy of them Um, but my favorite thing is to read a research book on my kindle and then i can highlight things that i think i need later and i can email that to myself in a pdf i can copy it and put it right into my um into my document and then with all of my notes in the document, I can search for something like food or a person's name, and then I can get all the information I've gathered. So it works really well. It works better when it's um, not Russian names that have been transliterated from Cyrillic, because then there's like five different ways to spell them. And so sometimes it's a little tricky with them. I'm, I'm looking for information about a Russian general, and I don't know if it's the v version or the w or the ski at the end with an i or a a Y, or anyway because it depends kind of on the other authors
0: (laughs) (laughs) right so it makes you wonder why they switch like the spelling and the like because it makes it harder to kind of like i would think for historians it would make it harder to like link like the correct yeah and and, um but
1: I know my my husband's a Russian speaker and so he definitely has some opinions on what works best but um yeah I I don't know what different people do when I'm writing a book a lot of times I'll try to find the most commonly used spelling currently whether um yeah so books and there have been times where my editor's like well how do you want to do this I'm like well Four out of five research books you this. So let's go this way. So it's <laughs> sometimes it's tricky. It's interesting the little things you have to worry about when you're writing a book. How to how to spell someone's name who's a historical mm-hmm. character that should be not an issue, but sometimes mm-hmm. it is. So
0: mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, we're almost out of time, because I promise I only keep you for, like, 15 to 20 minutes. But my favorite two questions, what was your favorite part of this book to write? (laughs) People ask me that, and I'm like, I finished writing this book in 2019, (laughs) and I'm not sure what my favorite part
1: was. But I always love it when um, you have two people that are interested in each other and where they make significant steps in their romance, where where there's less um, ambiguity, where they... Make some commitments. Those are those are favorite parts to write, um, and then the end. It's nice to it's nice to be done, and it's also you. Most of my books end um, hopeful and happy, and so um, even if everything's not perfect, mm-hmm. there's some good closure for the characters, and that's nice to to give their characters some happiness after torturing them for 300 pages. So right. yeah.
0: there's always that hope at the end. I like it. Okay,
1: and then what was your least favorite part? What did you dislike writing? Um, Ooh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes things are challenging (laughs) to write, but I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily dislike writing them, but I know um, there's uh, a lot of stuff that happens around the Lake Bacall Tunnels, and that was kind of complicated to write, so it was a little more difficult than some of the other parts, but I don't know that I disliked writing it. No, there was, and it's funny, there's another scene, and I think I talk about it in the notes, where there were two kind of different versions of what happened historically, and so I wrote it both ways, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know which one's right. We'll keep this one. So, so you are getting a historical <laughs> like fiction novel. It's based on history. I think you'll learn a lot, but it, it's fiction, so there
0: you go. <laughs> Right, but very close. Very close to real. As yeah. real as you can get, I guess. Um, So, just for everybody that kind of popped on late, we talked about A Waltz of Traitors. This is her newest book. Mm-hmm. It's been out yep. about a month, right? About that. Um, so, it's a historical fiction. It does have romance in it, but it's not a romance novel. But it's amazing, it's and you guys will love it. <laughs> I... So if you guys have any questions, put them in the comments after we end the live and it gets posted. Um, and then make sure you tune in for AL Sour's an exciting announcement tomorrow. I already know what it is, and its and it so hard to hold it inside, you guys. But make sure you check her out tomorrow, because you're not going to want to miss it. It's amazing. And all my heart <laughs> I think too. so. so <laughs> um, thank you so much for talking with me. I'm so sorry about all the problems but i'm glad i yeah, no, that it, it, it worked out this way um
1: now we'll just have to see if i can figure out how to get it to save somewhere and post somewhere so you might have to walk me through this but it'll it'll
0: just ask Okay, you
1: if you want to save it and you just say yes so do i just click the x button that sounds like a really stupid <laughs> question but
0: okay yep you just hit the x and okay ask
1: if here we go thanks so much everyone for joining us yeah.
0: thank you for joining me today i will see you again on december 14th for our next episode of book talk